Welcome back to another episode of Sales Transformation brought to you by Leadium. In today's episode, we have Wendy Weiss, founder of Salesology, discussing how to build pipeline faster and the common mistakes people make in the process. So let's dive in and learn from Wendy's expertise. Colin, take it away. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Sales Transformation brought to you by Leadium. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And today we've got Wendy Weiss back on the show. Uh, if She's the founder of Salesology, a prospecting method that generates predictable sales revenue results. Wendy's helped 775 plus businesses increase qualified appointments and sales faster, more easily and more profitably. Wendy, welcome back to the show. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. So those who maybe didn't catch the first episode, we'll drop the link in the show notes where you can go check out uh, where we talked about the salesology method. Um, and also there was uh, some free gifts there that you won't want to miss as well. But give us a little bit better background on yourself and how you got into the sales world. Wow. Um, well, I got into the sales world completely by accident. Um my company, Salesology, we're a sales training consultancy. We focus <clears throat> on the front end of the sales funnel. And um, my first career was I danced with Pittsburgh Ballet Theater, and then I danced with uh, the Cincinnati Ballet. Uh, I was not ever supposed to be a sales trainer, but uh, I got into this by accident because I needed, like many artists, I needed a day job in between my dance jobs. And I got a job with a telemarketing agency that did uh, B2B business development. And lucky for me, they taught me this skill, which was transformational. Because a number of years later, uh, when I was uh, ready to stop dancing, uh, learning that skill enabled me to build and grow a business. So today, uh, my company, Salesology, we work with uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, sales teams, um, and help them teach them the skills they need to build a pipeline of opportunities faster, more easily, and more profitably. I love that. Um, well, thanks for for giving us a little bit more background. Um, you know, I know we covered some of that in the in the first episode, a little bit about you know how. Uh, what are some of the similarities or things that you learned uh, as a ballerina that transferable uh, over to uh, sales? So, so love that. Um, and today we're going to talk about a couple things that we planned. But where I want to start is you said that you help people build pipeline faster. So let's dig into that a little bit. What do you think are some of the things people are doing wrong when trying to build pipeline? And what are some of the things that you typically help companies fix to build pipeline faster? Wow, great question. Thank you. Um, and there are a lot of things that uh, we see that don't work very well. Um, it often starts, and we talked about this last time, but it often starts with the targeting. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, when I'm working with a client, we want them to have a very narrow focus on who they're reaching out to. Mm -hmm. You can have multiple, you can have multiple targets, but for each of them, you want to have a very narrow focus yes. and you have a very clear definition of who you're looking for because that way 
it's you can create messaging that's going to really mm. resonate with that particular audience. You're you're um, you're speaking my love language now, <laughs> uh, because uh, you know I can't tell you how many times sales leaders, business development managers, founders, they think that. Uh, when you ask them who their ideal customer profile is or, or anything like around there, uh, you know, they tend to go very broad. Like, hey, we, yes. can, we can work with pretty much anybody or, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's not a good thing. And, and I love that you tied it in there, right? Because um, the, the reason that you want to go narrow is because the more broad you are, the less the, your messaging is going to resonate to that broad audience of people. So, you know, when, when you go narrow, um, you can be very specific and the messaging is going to resonate better with those people. Absolutely. And, you know, if you flip it around and you think if, if you were talking to a salesperson about possibly buying something from them and they said, oh, yeah, this is for everybody. Would that be convincing for you? No, and no the because we all no. think we're because <laughs> we all think we're unique and special and different, <laughs> even though we might and, not be. <laughs> we still exactly. think that and believe it. And, and, you know, one of the uh, questions that salespeople or business owners that are looking to set up meetings, one of the questions they often get asked is, well, have you ever worked with anybody in our industry? Hmm. And the reason prospects ask that, you might be doing exactly the same thing for every client, no matter what industry they're in. They all think it's different. Mm-hmm. So you, you really have to tailor your message to the people you're talking to. Yeah. And, and, and I think that um, it, it also helps you be more effective because you, you start to understand, um, you know, your, your target. You start to understand the language that they speak, the, the terms that they use, the problems that they have that are maybe different from, you know, industry to industry. Yes, and we actually, uh, part of our process is we have clients interview uh, some of their clients. And what we want to know is, because the question is always, what's the problem your prospects have that you can fix and how do they talk about it? Not how do you talk about it. How do they talk about it? And... Um, So we will have our clients interview their clients and the questions we want, there's only actually four questions we want them to ask. The The first question is, what was going on before you came to us? Mm-hmm. Second question, how did you feel about that? Third question, what's happening now? Fourth question, how do you feel about that? And of course, the questions that nobody wants to ask are, how do you feel about that? Those are the two most important questions. Yeah. And, and, and what is, what, how does that help people um, craft better messaging to the way it go helps find more prospects like that? In creating the messaging, what we are looking for when you uh, develop a cold calling script, an introduction, 
um, is not the reaction of, oh, another salesperson called me. Mm -hmm. What you're looking to do is get a reaction of, oh, this person that I'm talking to on the phone gets me. So that's not about the things that you do or that your product does or all the service offerings. That's actually about the problem you solve and the the way that prospect feels about that problem that they have. Because if they don't have a problem, you probably can't help them. Yeah. And, and I think that the, the important piece there is when you take this approach where your messaging and your scripts is built around the problems that your prospects have rather than your products and your features and your benefits – when you actually get a conversation, meaning, you know, say you're prospecting in and your goal is to book a meeting, uh, discovery call or whatever your sales process looks like, those, those prospects are going to be way more qualified than somebody that took a meeting because, you know, you pitched your product at them, which is the approach that many people take, right? Very product centric sales scripts. Uh, versus, you know, problem-centric around the types of problems that their best prospects have. Yes. And um, you asked me about mistakes that I see, and one of the big mistakes that I see um, is that every sales conversation goes through certain steps. And if you are cold calling, step one is to get them on the phone and get their attention, But your goal at that point is to set up an appointment. And let me give you my definition of the word appointment so we can be clear. To me, the word appointment means the prospect agrees to have an in-depth conversation with you about whatever it is you're selling. Mm -hmm. That conversation could happen on the phone. It could be on a Zoom meeting. Maybe you get in your car and you go see them. But they say, yeah, I want to talk to you about this. They, they agree to have that conversation. And so one of the big mistakes that I see uh, is pitching, as you said, Colin, pitching that product um, instead of just getting agreement to have a conversation about a problem um, and also framing it in such a way that the prospect thinks they have to make a buying decision on the spot. Mm-hmm which they are unlikely to do. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that um, the, the, the reason that this is, you know, hard for a lot of people is because when they're not prepared, right, and <laughs> they don't have enough practice, right, which are all things that we talked about the last time we had you on the show, right? right. If they're not prepared when they make these calls, Um, also, you know, another thing that what you just touched on is they're going too broad. So they're trying to have messaging that's going to apply to a vast amount of people, which is very hard to do, never going to work. Um, and you know, if they get nervous, right, we talked a little bit about phone reluctance. Um, the last time you were on the show, uh, the, the, the easy, comfortable place to go is to pitch products, features, and benefits. Absolutely. And it just doesn't work very well. Um, And so if you can uh, 
speak to the problems um, and it doesn't, it's, it's not a long, complicated script. It's, it's something like we specialize in working with fill in the blank, fill in the problem. Um, maybe tell a, a short story about a, a, a client and how you solved their problem. A short story, like two sentences, three sentences, maybe. That, that's it. Ask to have a conversation. Um, once... Once someone has agreed to have a conversation with you, everything changes. Yeah. I, I think the biggest miss that most people make uh, is, is not asking good questions. Yeah. Well, let me say something really controversial. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Um, because people always, clients are always telling me how they want to be consultative. Consultative selling does not work for prospecting. Step one is getting the prospect's agreement to talk to you. You cannot consult with someone that will not talk to you. So step one, get the agreement to have the conversation, then go ahead and ask all your questions and consult. But you can't do that if they say, I'm not interested and hang up the phone. So step one is get the agreement to have the conversation. And that's probably the biggest mistake that I see. Yes. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I like to follow, at least for cold calling, a, a framework of, you know, asking some questions, you know, to see if the problem questions centered around the problem or the pain that we want them to have that we can tie in the product or solution to. Right. So you're not running a discovery call. You're not doing a consultative sell on a cold call. Right. But you want to make sure that they actually have something going on that uh, that you can help them with to see if does it even make sense for us to have an appointment and have a future conversation? Because I think a lot of times people can get stuck in this like, hey, they're on my list. So they're qualified and I need to get appointments. And you get into this. A uh, place where a lot of sales organizations end up booking a lot of appointments that should have never been appointments in the first place. Um, and I think that's a challenge for a lot of people. And then you get, uh, you know, sales leaders saying, we need more leads. We need more leads. And a lot of times they don't need more leads. They just need the right leads. They need more qualified leads uh, rather than meeting with people that, you know, are tire kickers or, you know, aren't really qualified to, to be an appointment anyway. Yeah. I am not saying that you get in your car and you go meet with everyone. But what I am saying is before you start asking questions, you want to say, I'd like to have a conversation with you about this. Do you have some time to talk now? And mm -hmm. if they say yes, then you ask your questions. It, yes. it um, we actually, teach something that seems completely backwards, we'll set an appointment and then ask the questions. The reason being that if someone has just agreed to an appointment, they're going to ask, answer your questions. Um, we just eliminated this struggle. People don't like to ask, answer questions until they have a reason to answer the questions. So we actually teach a system that seems very backwards and works yeah. like a charm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, I, I like sometimes to ask for a meeting right away before I've even mm -hmm. told them anything. And um, 
And the purpose of that is like, most of the time, they're never going to give you the meeting when you ask because they because the first thing that's going through their head is, who are you? What do you want? Why are you calling me? Right? Which you haven't addressed yet, um, which would go into that permission and then, you know, some mm-hmm. questions. Um, but when you ask them that, it really throws them off. And that's the purpose because a lot of times when you cold call people, they're not really listening to you, right? They're just trying to think like, how can I get rid of you? And by doing that, it kind of it kind of is a pattern interrupt where it catches them off guard. And then they start asking you questions. Uh, and then that's when now we're having a dialogue rather than me sort of talking at a wall and them hoping to just say something to get rid of you. Yeah. And if you have a good introduction, you can flip that switch. So they want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Which, which brings me to another point that I wanted to get your thought on. Um, which is a lot to do with what, you know, what I'm thinking here when you said that, um, is, is, is how much, how important is how you say what you say? How you say what you say is probably the most important thing. Yeah. Because you could have the world's most brilliant cold calling script. And if you read it deadpan word for word, (laughs) you are probably not going to get anywhere. And I have had the experience, Colin, you've probably had this experience too, where I have set up meetings with people that then said, and what are we going to talk about after they just agreed to the meeting? Because after doing this for a really long time, I know how to handle myself. And, uh, but it, it, the delivery, and that's one of the things that we work on with, with clients, because um, people think if they have a script, they can't be themselves and they can't be authentic. Um, but, you know, you watch the news, you see the newscasters, they're all reading scripts. That's, they sound very lifelike. And that's simply a matter of practice. Oh, yeah. And the script's never going to cover everything, right? I mean, we're talking with people, which are highly dynamic and the conversation can go, you know, a million different directions. The scripts, Mm -hmm. the script is a, is a guardrail and, um, a way to help you get into a conversation. Right. Right. Um, and so, but you know, it also helps to prepare like, well, Hey, what do a lot of those conversations look like? What are a lot of the questions that come up? What are the most common objections? You know, how have I dealt with that in the past where it worked well or well, where it didn't work well? Um, and, you know, so arming yourself with all of that information and, and having a guide and being able to practice, you know, is all really important. Yeah. But Wendy, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Appreciate it. Um, I know that you have uh, some free gifts for people. We're going to put a link in the show notes if you want to tell them a little bit about that. And then where's the best place for people to get into your world? Absolutely. Well, thank you for asking. And um, so I invite everybody uh, to listen to my podcast, Salesology Conversations with Sales Leaders, wherever you get your podcasts. I just, I interviewed Colin recently. And um, every time I interview someone, a sales leader for the show, they usually have a gift for our listeners. And so what we've done is we've taken all the gifts and we've put together, put them all together in one place. It's the Salesology Vault. And I know that Colin is going to put a link to the Salesology Vault in the show notes. So we have done over 65 episodes. Uh, so there are over 65 gifts for you 
in the Salesology vault, you can go back, you can go in, download uh, the gifts that you want and go back as often as you want. Cause every week we release a podcast on Monday. Uh, every week we release a new podcast. There's a new gift goes into, goes into the vault. Um, and I also invite you to visit us at gosalesology.com. That's our website. Or reach out to me on LinkedIn. Perfect. We will drop all the links there in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you to get the free gifts and get into Wendy's world. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review, share the show with your friends. It really does help us to reach more sellers and sales leaders to help transform the way that they sell. Mm-hmm.